Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plank and Sell Show with Mark. Celebrating its 10-year anniversary, dominating the podcast world. Now sit back and relax, and let's welcome your host, Blake, Sal, and Mark! Show with Mark, episode number 450. I am your host, Blake. Let me bring on my co host. First of all, the biggest film podcasting, someone who I'm going to be hanging out with tomorrow. Sal, how you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm eating my jelly beans, so I'm very happy. Oh, I think you feel better. I'm eating a hard pretzel sitting right here next to me. So <laughs> I, I literally have had like no time to eat since I got off from work. It's been a really crazy <laughs> day. So um, let's bring on our other co host. Our wrestling historian, the man that's lived to mark out. How you doing? Doing well. And I didn't bring anything to eat because I had lunch before this. I'm shocked you did not bring your sandwich to the show. I am shocked. I'm no. not going to bullshit you. No. No. This is the one week you don't eat on the air. The one week. <laughs> this week. There you go. So, anyway. Well, as per, as, as per Royal Rumble tradition, we are opening with one of the two Royal Rumble winners, and that's obviously Cody Rhodes. This is um, Downstate Kingdom. Oh, I asked Mandy, I'm like, which show, which one should I open the show with? And she's like, this is Cody. I'm like, that makes sense. So, Did she finally figure out all the words to the song? Something, something, Cody Rhodes. That's the lyrics. <laughs> Seems legit. That's what CJ told us. That's what CJ said the lyrics are. So we'll go with it. We'll go with it. So, all right. Well, we have, um, what's interesting about the show is we, we, we go from having, like, no one on the show last couple of weeks. And we haven't had a guest on the show yet this year. So today we actually got one. We have two, and it's almost funny that it ended up being episode four fifty that we have multiple guests on. I'm not sure how that works sometimes, but and I'm not sure how this man always ends up on shows that are like big number shows because he was almost on episode three hundred as we talked about last week. <laughs> so let's bring on first of all, and as I so for the tenth anniversary, I am bringing. I have notes on how many people, how many times people have been on the show. So first of all making his 12th appearance on our show, which is pretty impressive. Anyhow, he's only been on the show for a couple of years. <laughs> pretty impressive. We're on from the PW Torch, Kelly Wells. Kelly, welcome to the show. My name is Kelly Wells. Find me on social media at Spooky Milk um, or at SpookyMilk.games uh, or not. I'm not always there. Um, this does feel more, uh, I'm more at home today. Tom and I are essentially a package deal. You're really not supposed to do one of us without the other. Um, so, so glad uh, to be bantering with tom for the first time in well over 20 minutes well go with officially introduce him up he's actually his fifth appearance we were trying to get him on last year it almost was we could not get him on so let's bring him on officially Somebody to update that. 
Um, actually, I'm going to introduce him from Speedway Video. Tom Stout. Tom, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, I uh, love talking wrestling, but Speedway Video is how I make my money. So check that out on YouTube. Uh, and yeah, I mean, entering number two isn't so bad. And uh, how can you miss me if I don't go away? Definitely wanted to come on last year, but the stars just did not align. So happy to be here for this one. And for those who keep sure, this is Tom's fifth appearance. I can't believe Kelly is his 12th appearance. I'm not sure how this happened. I realized that I took and get my notes. I'm like, wow, <laughs> double digits. I'm like, wow. So I think you guys are attracted to my rage. Uh, fun, to, fun to bring me back and just hear me devolve into madness. Um, that's my theory. Hey, hey, your rage was like- There's a lot of enthusiastic nodding happening right now. Hey, your rage was literally what number two in our top like top ten like countdown last year. <laughs> year. So, so right. does that mean that Kelly and Tom are like Siamese twins? Yes. Let me. I'm gonna let. Sure. I'm gonna let to I'm, the I'm, end. So you think the, it's funny. It's on my screen, talking. it looks like that. It looks like that on my screen. That's the funniest part. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh my gosh. Wait, he he does always toss to me on shows that I'm not on. So, uh, <laughs> I do. What do you think, Tom? They're like, uh, there are three of us. None of us named Tom. I heard that I, um, la <laughs> I laughed about that one week. I did. I laughed about that. <laughs> All right. I guess we should actually start the show. Tell help support the show and hide out the pot. You can find the show at products we work on at theblackesthouse.com. Sal. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, jelly beans, and more. <laughs> Click on the T Public link or go to our website uh, or go to the T Public uh, site and search the Blake and Sal show. Hey, do we have our Blake and Sal show with Mark's uh, How to Build a Snowman kit yet? Not all items actually available. Uh, well, let's get a break. We'll come right back. All right, a couple of the plugs. First of all, um, I know I am. Mandy's book available at Amazon, Barnes Noble, Arlington Publishing, available in English and Spanish. What is it? I'm just going to have this memorized and not have to read it. Um, more importantly, not more importantly, I shouldn't say that, but I actually have to plug a podcast appearance that me and Sal did. We were over on the uh, Morning Show podcast with Carl, Mary, and Anthony um, this morning. If you literally go download it right now, you can listen to our shit, listen to us over there. We are um, doing Jock Jam Two Second Tunes right now. Yes. So go listen. Um, we'll talk about it more next week because I don't want to spoil what happens, but leave it to this. One of us owes the other person lunch. And we'll discuss yes. it more on next week's show. So go listen to that right now. It's really fun. And um, and I may may have gotten the video from Anthony to put up on our oh. YouTube page. So so look for that sometime this weekend. Well, in Jersey, I'll be editing that. Probably eating breakfast. I'll come to the breakfast editing that video. So that's probably what I'm doing in the morning. All right. Um. Well. Kelly and Tom already got their plugs in, so let's get right into things. Um, Kelly, since you last year, we actually, if you couldn't tell, we changed all our intros. So we have a much shorter wrestling intro now. And now, let's get into the crazy world of professional wrestling! There we go. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Concise. That's concise to the point. And thank you, by the way, I'll got to keep thanking him, Kurt Hoffman, for coming in and changing and helping with all our brand new interests for this this 10th year. So thank you to him. He may not be on yes. this year, but he, his voice is here every week. So there you go. <laughs> so, the voice of an angel. Yes. I, I talk to him and I'm like, yay. <laughs> it's, great to see, it's great to have him on the show every week doing this stuff. But literally, when I said to him, I'm like, it was like November. I'm like, so I have this idea. Can you help me? And within like 10 minutes, he's like, tell me what you need. Tell me what you need. <laughs> So very cool. Um, so, how much do we pay him? Nothing, but the fact that it's, he loves doing the, he loves doing stuff for this show. So all of you. Okay, I'll give okay. I'll give him some jelly beans. <laughs> all right. So anyway, let's get into things. First of all, this past weekend obviously was the Royal Rumble, and I know Sal was was like texting me, joking, like literally complaining about certain things throughout the Rumble, and how predictable it was. And I got to admit, it was I think it's the first time the three of us have ever gotten the two Rumble winners right. At the same time, <laughs> the first time ever in the ten years of been doing the show, it's never happened. <laughs> Got the Rumble winners right, but they were pretty I mean, predictable this year. Know. I mean, they were pretty predictable this year. Um, we'll start with the men's. And um, sorry, I have Snoopy jumping on my arm because I have a pretzel in front of me, and she wants some of my pretzel, so she's like jumping on my arm. Anyway, so we'll start with the men's Royal Rumble. Obviously, the winner was Cody Rhodes, entrant number thirty, and let's we'll start there. 
Um, Sal, you were literally, I, I walked away from my phone for one, I was looking at my phone, but I, I put it down for a minute, I was talking to CJ, because we were talking about the end of the rumble, I look at it, and you're literally sending those most sarcastic tech messages I've ever seen. <laughs> Sal, go ahead, your thoughts. Um, I mean, did he really have to be 30? Could they at least made him, like, you know, 22? <laughs> I mean, everyone knew he was going to win it anyway. Why bother making him 30? I, I don't disagree with you. I'm not going to lie, I don't disagree. <laughs> Um, and um, jumping ahead, go ahead, go for it. Because I know you're gonna you're gonna mention it later. Go for it. But Booker T, no, that was so not necessary. Yeah, Booker I mean, T he was... barely got through his spinner or anything. <laughs> I mean, no. Oddly enough, I'll take that over hearing him in NXT commentary. Uh, so I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, uh, I think the only reason we got Booker T because it was Texas. For the same reason why Roxy was in the Women's Royal Rumble because we're in Texas. And she... did anyone know that she went to Booker T school? Did anyone know that? If you didn't know that, you're not watching NXT, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, Kelly, you are a Royal Rumble expert. Your thoughts on Cody winning? And actually, I'll throw in a couple of things here. Gunther being the number one entrant and lasting the longest Rumble ever at an hour. Rumble 30 minutes. I remember what you say. Hour, 11 minutes, 40 seconds. Insane. By the way, another joke I was saying. I'm convinced Triple H decided I'm going to break all of the records. So just in case this is my only rumble, they have to actually work really hard to fix all the records I just broke. So I feel like that's what he did. <laughs> I, I, I laughed and I was taping up my notes on how many records were broken during these rumbles. But um, anyway, um, Kelly, your thoughts? Yeah, so um, I guess I'll go with uh, Booker T. Um, as, a, as a rumble enthusiast, this performance by Booker was basically like the median amount of time he's in the ring. Like almost every time they used Booker, even when he was a star, this was about how long he lasted. I don't know why that happened to him over and over in the rumble. You're not wrong, but it did. Um, yeah, I don't know that I would have put him in there, but whatever people popped for the spinner Rooney. Um, I think if you're going to have a winner, this obvious, the only thing you can do is, lay out an interesting match that elevates people that gets storylines started and um and it just really cooks all the way through and it did i agree 100 percent, 100 is one of my three to five favorite men's royal rumble matches ever um you know it's funny cody coming in 30 and winning would have actually been a really really great idea if they had not already announced he was in but since they yes. announced he was in, number 30 was not, you didn't have to surprise the audience at number 30. Right. Um, yep. I think they did make up for that, though, by having Cody and uh, and Gunther go so long together. Uh, I, have, I have my own issues with, like, one and two always having to last almost all the way through. It's not interesting if you do it all the time and also doesn't put over the idea that it's the luck of the draw at all. Um, I'd like a little bit more of that. Um, you don't have to do it with everybody every year. Sheamus made it to round 28, which made him the worst performer of the four openers in uh, in this year's Rumble. It's just... That's insane. That's you do it every insane. time. It's uh, it's not interesting. But, uh, but the match itself was aces. Um, I, too, got both of the winners correct, which doesn't feel like a big accomplishment because I think the majority of people did. But uh, yeah, I, I can't say anything bad about the way this match was laid out or worked. It was it was wonderful. Tom. Yeah, uh, I I feel the key issue with the Cody situation is that they announced it ahead of ahead of time, which did not feel like an issue at the time. But then doing that and putting him out at thirty uh, took away from it. Uh, like Kelly said, the fact that he basically had a singles match with Gunter after they were the final two, uh, went a long way to make up for it. But I do feel that probably Logan Paul should have been 30th and they should have just taken away the pyro for Cody because I think that's why he was 30. They wanted to blow off the pyro and you can't then have somebody else come out with a lesser entrance after that. So I feel like Actually, that was Tom, I'll correct the, you. the possible. I'll correct you. Remember 2020 Edge did his full out entrance at like 21. And they still continue on. So oh. to correct you, I will, I will throw that out okay. there as an well, example. Fair. Yeah, fair enough. And this is uh, three years in a row now that Edge has made th this year quite predictably uh, a a surprise return in in the Rumble. Uh, so that's that's his new thing. 
the new Chris Jericho, perhaps. But uh, <laughs> overall, I thought the men's rumble. <laughs> uh, overall, I thought the men's rumble was just okay. Uh, of course, like everybody did, I picked the winner correctly. I cannot say that I picked the women's winner correctly. We'll get to it. I'm thrilled for Rhea, but I did not think this was her year for a multitude of reasons. Um, so I so I was incorrect there. But uh, but yeah, no, I I, I think the the Cody thing was foregone. I'm happy with where he's at and and excited to see his storyline heading into WrestleMania and moving forward. But I feel the bigger winner was Gunter, and I'm very excited to see uh, how he is presented. I mean, he's been presented very well, but I'm now that much more excited to see starting on Friday night how he's presented on SmackDown as the Intercontinental Champion who broke Ray's record. That's a very good point. Although you brought Logan Paul. Somebody's got to tell him, you can be impressive in the ring, but you really got to listen and not hurt yourself. Because apparently he almost got a concussion on that move with Ricochet. On his own podcast, he talked about that. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You, you, people listen to people in the back if you're going to do tricky moves like that. So you don't hurt yourself or hurt somebody else. Like, I'm just throwing that out there because it's the second time he got hurt in a match. So, I don't even, I'm not even mad that he's in there because he's, he's like, I laugh when he comes out and Christian gets really angry. Because he hates him so much as a person. So I laugh at that because I'm enjoying that as a parent watching my kid freak out and really, really pissed off. Look, welcome down to the ring. So I'm enjoying that. But he's really got to be careful and not hurt himself every time he's in the ring. Um, Dad, your thoughts on all this? It seemed to go very well at the beginning. Then, of course, you had towards the middle that's people come in that you figure weren't going to last long. Um I like the way how Sheamus and Drew kind of backed each other's not to get eliminated early, which was great, which tells me that they still have their wonderful uh, warrior friendship, the Scottish and the, the Irish or, or Celtic warrior. The not-so-banger um, bros. Yeah, the banger brothers. The not-so-banger bros. <laughs> um, the thing that I was wondering is when they – played Ray Mysterio's music and they can come out. Now, I'm not sure if that was a storyline. Well, I can tell you about that. Ray got hurt on Friday. Ray apparently got hurt in his match against Karrion Cross. Okay. And they weren't sure if he was going to wrestle. And um, I know this really made Mandy happy and Mandy upset because, like, it felt like she, he, she, they wasted a spot. Or, like, they should have had Ray use a kit. And then instead of, like, waiting two minutes, they should have had Dom come out right away in Ray's spot. And then have somebody else come out afterwards. Yeah. Like I like that idea a lot. Mandy made that suggestion. I kind of figured with, with that situation, I thought maybe that would be a perfect time for Cody to come out. But saving him number 30, you know, I, I, it was kind of predictable. But uh, the storyline goes well. And from what I understand, Dustin even gave him words of encouragement to go for it. And Cody, yeah, he got a little emotional about about the win and i think it's setting in that he has a good chance to take the title from roman yeah they they didn't waste any time on monday announcing cody versus roman for WrestleMania, which i don't mind them doing i mean it's not like one of those things where there's two belts there's one belt everyone knows what the main event is i'm throwing this out there right now that I said this on my Instagram page. I know Sal is read my Instagram story, so he didn't see this. Um, even though he'll post story, but he won't actually read mine. Go figure. Anyway, so I put on my Instagram story that I don't expect this match to actually be the match that happens at Mania. I don't. I think by the time we get to Mania, it's going to be a triple threat with Sami Zayn. I think that's what's going to happen by the time we get to Mania. That's my opinion. I, d I don't know what, how it's going to work. I don't know what's going to happen at the Chamber. But that's what I think is going to happen. It's going to be very Daniel Bryan-like, and Sami Zayn's going to end up in this match by Mania. So, um, yeah. so, yeah. so you expect Sammy to kind of come in and, like, and be the spoiler? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, but I think it's very Daniel Bryan-like. Sal, you're going to jump in? Yeah, I was just going to say that's that's an interesting take on it because, I mean, we've just been assuming – that they're splitting up the titles and he's just going to main event both nights. So that would be interesting. Yeah, that's the way. Because I don't think Roman Reigns' character will be like, I'm not wrestling both. Remember the first, um, was it the first WrestleMania we had two nights? He was like, Roman, uh, the trouble teams has worked two nights. Why would I do that? That's how he ended up with the triple threat with Ed and Dan O'Brien that time. So, but um, any other thoughts of that, on that idea? Kelly, Tom, either one of you. Yeah, I, 
let me just say that they set some really great hooks for this obviously um and that i'll be interested in just about any any way they do it i feel like it certainly still seems to me like the um like the intent is for sammy and ko to do the tag thing but they have to be open to um to any audibles uh that could happen between now and then and it's it's the most i've been excited for wwe weekly tv in quite a while i'll also say on mysterio that i don't think that spot was wasted i think that was the perfect i think the way that they used ray and stole that spot not only from him but from the fans was actually a better use of that spot than any just like plain old wrestler they could have thrown out as cannon fodder would have been i preferred what they did with dominic not only taking it from ray but like wasting an entire spot i um i actually loved that Fair enough, fair enough. Tom, any thoughts on anything else? Yeah, and I am definitely one of the kinds of fans when it comes to the Rumble that gets bothered by that sort of thing. Like, there's there's no set rule for how that works. You know, Lana gets beat up one year and Becky can replace her, but then Curtis Axel doesn't get it in the ring another year, and, you know, we, we just don't care. So that does uh, perturb me a bit. But uh, moreover, I one of the issues I had with the Men's Rumble was that they microwaved a couple of storylines like Brock comes out and then literally the next entrant is Bobby Lashley. Ray is supposed to come out. Literally the next entrant is Dominic. Uh, Omos comes out. Literally the next person is Braun. It's it's like, can, can we space this out a bit better? So I thought, I thought the women's was better orchestrated in, in that regard. Cause it was a bit more transparent for the men's, but for, uh, for Cody and Sammy, I think the storyline is, I I've, I've had some issues recently with the bloodline storyline. Um, and, I, I, I we don't have the time for me to to get into those, but it has overall been a strong enough story that I believe what we want to see is Sammy versus Roman singles match, Jay versus Roman singles match, and anything less than that would be a compromise. So doesn't have to happen at Mania. I trust. I'm I'm intrigued to see how the Cody story is going to have to overlap with the Sami Zayn story because they can't just avoid that. Uh, but I, I do think that singles match singles matches all around is the, is the way to go there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we keep talking, we keep talking about it. Let me just bring up the bloodline, the end of the show, because we keep talking about it. I'm bring it up here. The end of the show we had, uh, it, was, it was Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens and um, nobody cared about the match. I'm not gonna lie. Nobody cared, <laughs> but everyone cared about the aftermath, which was the bloodline um, beating up KO. It was too much for Sammy. And Sammy hit Roman Reigns in a with a chair in a and somebody put a screen. I think it was WWE on Fox's um, Instagram page put a side by side of the shield breaking up. It was the exact same pose that Sammy was in that set with it. It was actually pretty. I was like, ah, there you go, very nicely done. But um, so the bloodline destroyed Sammy after that happened, and then Jay was walked away. So the tiny everything that Tom brought up. So I just want to bring it up there. So die back to you. My oh. But this is the bloodline has all these moving pieces that you could take one person and put them in there and take one person out. Now that we have the USOs kind of having their problems and, and, and splitting, you could put solo in that spot and still have the USOs as a tag team. And with solo being the more dominant one. Uh, they could they could ride this out for a little bit longer. Um, I'm intrigued though that if Sammy and Roman have their singles match and they split the belt, you know, Sammy gets one belt, Cody gets another belt. You know, I'm all for that if that's the way they want to have the storylines go. I I'm surprised they didn't go out and just say we're doing that at Mania or doing something similar because. The whole point of Cody coming back was, I want the WWE Championship, but now it's on one belt. Like, this is the opportunity to say, I just want the WWE Championship, I don't want both belts. And they didn't do that. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do that. Um, Good, good. My my thing is, I would love Jay to be spoiler and cost the Usos the tag belts. I really would. And then see how that goes as far as 
how a family, the cracks in, in the foundation of the the bloodline kind of get all blown to bits. I do like the idea, though, of um the using the Freebird rule for the Usos, because they had Sammy to help defend the belt on SmackDown. So why wouldn't, if, if Jay and Jimmy are fighting, replace Jay with Solo? That's not a terrible idea. I mean, they're all family. It's not like yeah, they're it, all work. it does work. So... I don't right. know how I feel about that, like, at a mania. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, any other thoughts on that? Any other guys? Sal, your thoughts? I mean, I don't have anything to add to it. I mean, everything has been said that I was thinking. Fair enough, fair enough. Kelly, any other thoughts? Or move on? Uh, we've seen a lot of the free bird rule. I guess that's my only issue, is that we've seen a lot of the free bird rule lately. Um, so I hope they find a slightly different way to tell the story. But if that's where they go... Um, like, I won't tune it out. I'm I'm intrigued enough by the pieces as it is. Tom, any other thoughts? Uh, I think I would say, my just to summarize briefly my issues with the Bloodline storyline since November, is that it's just been the same story every single week. No, November felt like a breakthrough, and yet they've still, just the entire Bloodline thing has been focused on a mistrust of Sammy and it just feels like wait weren't we beyond that and how is this the most important thing that you guys are worried about uh even if it's the most important thing that we as the fans are worried about uh so finally we got some forwarding after the rumble I I've <laughs> I, I've now watched the segment the, the post match back three different times and it's so effective that my my only my only nitpick is that uh I feel after the chair shot, uh, Jimmy and Jay should have been a little bit more shell-shocked or, or more shell-shocked for a longer period of time. I wish I could remember what movie or show it's in, but there's something specific I'm thinking about where, like, the, the big bad guy gets taken out and his minions stand there for a moment like, oh my gosh, we're free. And I almost feel like Jimmy and Jay should have had that little moment before then snapping back to their separate roles in the aftermath. Uh, but Jimmy just leaps right in with the super kick and it like everything else about it is so damn effective. And I love, love, love that they gave it so much time. They didn't feel like they had to rush to the next story beat. They really let it breathe and it lasted as long as it need needed to for just maximum effect, maximum crowd pop, maximum investment. Roman sucks chance uh, on, on Monday night raw. Um, so I, 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 I'm very intrigued to see where the story is going to go now. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's basically it. Really, really incredible post-match segment there. Fair enough. All right. Um, we were talking about it. We were talking about it. the Women's Rumble. Let's jump over to the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, we talked about it. Rhea Ripley is the winner. So she entered number one. She lasted over an hour. Longest time in a Women's Rumble. She eliminated seven people, which I think is the most eliminations from Women's Rumble as well. Um, I think it's either seven or eight. I'm not sure what the number is. Tell Kelly. Correct me. I think it's eight by Bianca, but now I've got to look it up to be sure. Okay. I think that's right. I'll check it. Okay, cool. I'm not 100% sure, but I know she had most limitations in this match. Um, so I, what's funny is, so I was joking with Sal. The minute Rhea came out at one, she, I knew she was going to win. Not because I would be pricked her anyway, but like the minute she came out at number one, because they literally told the exact same story, as Kelly joked about earlier, two years ago. Because um, on SmackDown a couple of year, weeks ago, Liv Morgan said, I'm coming out number one in the Rumble. And everyone thought they were making fun of her about it. I'm like, okay, Liv's coming out number one in the Rumble when the Rumble started. But Sal doesn't watch SmackDown, so he didn't know that. I knew that. So I was almost I was waiting for Sal to like, because I know how much he loves making fun of Liv Morgan. So I was waiting for him to go all nuts on Liv Morgan and coming out number one. And then Rian Music hit. And I remember they did the same thing with Edge for the Pandemic Rumble. Because they had that weird pre-show. Where they announced the number one entrant is going to be Randy Orton. Number two is going to be Edge. And then they flip-flopped it when the Rumble started. And then Edge won the Rumble. This is like, okay, I don't understand why they did that. I'm not sure why they had to announce that weirdly like that. But they had Rhea win the Rumble at number one. Which, again, first woman to do that. Again, another record that Triple H decided to do. Um, this match did have a whole bunch of surprises. From NXT, we had Ron Roxanne Perez, Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell. We also had Chelsea Green, who showed up for five seconds, which, I'm not going to lie, made me laugh really, really hard. Um, Michelle McCool came out of the crowd, literally out of the crowd. For those who didn't see it, she was sitting in the crowd with her daughter, and then 
to be the kit. So she literally took off her jacket and jumped in the ring. And Pat McAfee was obsessed with Uggs the entire time. And then number 30 was Nia Jax, which Mandy was excited about because she loves Nia Jax. But at the same time, it's Nia Jax. Kelly, I see your face. Mandy loves Nia Jax only because the same reason of Piper Nevin. Because it's the big girl in the ring. Nothing to do with the fact that she's a great wrestler because she's a big girl in the ring. That's the main reason. The same reasoning. The same reasoning behind it. I see your face. I just wanted to clarify that. Um, speaking of which, I do want to recognize Piper Nevin's back. Why am I excited to say that word? Because I was, I, I hated Dewdrop, and I was so happy to see Piper Nevin come back. And apparently, I find out that she was fighting COVID, and she almost had a massive heart problem because of COVID, so that's why she wasn't on TV for a while. So, great to see Piper back. Um. So, anyway, let's talk about the Rumble. Kelly, go ahead. I was very happy to see Piper also. Um, I didn't dislike the dewdrop thing as much as others uh, because I thought it was the means to get her to a potentially interesting end. But I do prefer the name Piper Niven or Viper Niven quite a bit. Um, so it was it was good to see her and good to see her figured in in a major role. I true. Mean, they clearly very, very true. She went final five, final four, maybe. It even. was five because four is in the Olympic chamber. She had to qualify for that match. So it definitely yep. was five. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I was psyched to see that. Otherwise, uh, the returners were literally the worst two returners available. Like the, of of anyone in the world who is available, there's nobody worse and nobody clumsier than Chelsea Green and Nia Jax. They are both injury machines. Uh, they, the WWE became way less safe in a single night by hiring the two most likely to injure someone or themselves of anyone there is in wrestling. Uh, it's just, these are bad decisions. And so it was hilarious to see Chelsea go in five seconds, but I was like, if she's, if she's hired, then, you know, this wasn't a great thing. And then Naya comes out number 30 and they all team up on her. She doesn't eliminate anyone. And that's funny too, but she's back. So it's, it's bad news. It's bad news for the division. Um, all that out of the way, I thought this was laid out well. I had the exact same problem as Tom with these stories being told with back-to-back guys. And it's weird how often you could go back in um, in Rumble history and see tag team partners coming out back-to-back because they didn't know what else to do, feuding guys coming out back-to-back because they don't know how else to tell that story. It is amazing how often they've gone once in a Rumble. They almost do it almost always do it multiple times i remember the straight edge society was it that like one of, or the nexus like one of them the new nexus something like that they, they all came out at once so like i remember cm punk with the cm punk led faction because he was cutting promos in the middle of the match because like mm-hmm. it was all his faction members were in the ring with him like i remember that like yeah that's that's uh 2011 the one that has 40 men in it there it is uh, thank yeah. you mm-hmm. the nexus is all very early they tell the nexus story within like the first 15 or 17 entrance um and then they're all gone uh yeah, and, that, and that's fine to tell a story in that way. It was it was somewhat more truncated, but I mean, 89, the first time they were ever on pay-per-view, they started with Axe and Smash, and I was like, all right, well, so we're already going to do one of these things. Um, and it's fun, but it's just, I don't know. They, they've done that a lot. Uh, they didn't do that as much in this Women's Rumble. They laid it out better from that standpoint. I thought it was, all in all, it didn't, grabbed me quite as much as the men's did it felt like there was a little more doubt on the men uh that the winner could be somebody who wasn't even in it and it would have been wasted if he was because then they couldn't have had the effectiveness that they did in the final show closing angle so they did that right um but the the women's i thought was uh was pretty decent it was up there in terms of uh of the work done and it was up there in terms of the storytelling of the women. It's just number one going station to station and one and two going to the end, which is the fourth time they've done that already in a rumble. Uh, that should be rare to the point of never. And once would make it way more interesting, but yeah, doing it again. And then having the other one be live. I mean, she just, she just doesn't have it. I just don't get why they're trying to make live happen. She just, isn't all that she's just not good uh, i have nothing else to say uh, live is just i don't know uh should have been an nxt for another two years i don't know um maybe she'd be something now but she's not 
Liv Morgan, the pride and joy of Elmwood Park. Sal, I see you laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liv Morgan. Um, like, what, what, what was that uh, quote from uh, that movie? Stop trying to make Liv Morgan a thing or something like Stop that? Stop trying to make a happen. Uh, <laughs> Stop trying so, to make a happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to make Liv Morgan happen. Um, yeah, I mean... I I enjoyed the women's rumble. I actually enjoyed the women's rumble more than the men's rumble again for the second year in a row. Uh, but overall, I mean, I'm happy Rhea Ripley won. She deserves it. But then again, I think about it now, and I'm like, she really didn't need to win because she's like so up there right now that I don't really think that this was something that she needed. But I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm happy regardless. Fair enough. Fair enough, Dad. I think it, I mean, we we all picked Rhea that was going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. And I echo, like, with Kelly was saying, I, I, you know, the way everyone came out, I mean, it, it was it was done nice. Um, you had your little surprises with Michelle McCool. Um, but I think, you know, right from Jump Street, you saw how strong Rhea was in the beginning and she kind of kept that that same type of um that confidence going into it later on down down the road um and surprising that her pick would be Charlotte Flair yeah we'll talk about that now I, I'm not I am actually I'm, we'll talk about that in a second but I'm excited about it I'm, I'm excited weirdly enough I don't know why I don't know why I'm excited about it but I am Tom your thoughts on the rumble uh, um, you know, the first time I watched the women's rumble, cause I, I did, I did spin it back a second time. It also like with Kelly, it didn't grab me all that much. Uh, it, I, I thought it was just okay outside of a couple of moments. And I was, I was mostly focusing on my <laughs> agreement with every word Kelly said about, uh, Chelsea and Naya there and, and rolling my eyes at that. But then when Rhea won, I mean, you know, we've been tracking her for six or seven years now, ever since the first May Young Classic, and it's been such a rewarding journey. And it just, like, I was overcome with emotion seeing her win, even after what I felt was a mediocre rumble. So when I watched it a second time, I was emotional the entire way through since I knew what was coming. And it was just keeping my eye on Rhea more and, you know, appreciating the Asuka return more. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Asuka. I forgot about that. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and, and fans seem to be into it, too, which is fantastic because, you know, Asuka, you know, I, I'm certainly not alone in this, but Asuka is definitely one of, like, the best ever, in my opinion. So no matter how she's booked, uh, I'm, I'm happy. But the fact that she can come back, feel important, and be well-received, it definitely excites me. But I just, I love that, you know, even if I, I might agree with Sal that Rhea didn't need this necessarily, especially for where she's right at right now with the Judgment Day. That's why I said, like, I, I actually picked Bailey to win this, and I didn't think that this was Rhea's year, even though, sure, she, she'll she win one eventually. I thought this was Bailey's year or a Ronda repeat if they were going to do a surprise Ronda return, which, thank goodness, we haven't seen that yet, at least. Um, but uh, But I love that they galvanized Rhea by giving her number one with an injury angle to overcome, giving her seven eliminations. The uh, the record is a tie between Baszler and Bianca uh, at, at eight. I was I was actually only remembering Bianca as well, but when I looked it up, it's it's a tie. Uh, and uh, breaking breaking the duration record, just all of those things all at once. And oh my gosh, she's just she she I loved her from the beginning even when she just looked like a Barbie doll out there in the Mae Young Classic, she she grabbed me from that point. And now just seeing her being able to have the, the ability and the confidence in herself to just be out there. You don't see the wheels turning. You see her living in the moment, biting the rope just just because. Like, I mean, little stuff like that. It's fantastic. It's Which memorable. Became a meme. Probably it became see a meme replaced. instantly, Tom. That thing became a meme, like, immediately. Good. <laughs> oh, well, now I'm thinking of all the different ways that it could probably oh, be. Oh, it's, it's exactly what you're thinking. It's exactly what you're thinking, Tom. Oh, yes. 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 Oh,
podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see that over and over again uh, on WWE television throughout the years. And uh, and I, for the Charlotte subject, I'm excited that she picked Charlotte because all due respect to BB, I think she's fantastic. But I do think that Rhea versus Charlotte is the bigger match that you can go to. And it's the one where, even though I still think Rhea probably wins, I'm less certain of the conclusion. So I feel like it'll feel like a bigger moment for both people, especially Rhea, once that bell rings. Well, also, as I was telling Sal when they announced it, we actually get to see the match in front of people this time. Unlike last right. time when it was at, yeah. it was in the Performance Center. It was literally opening, the opening match for night two. And all you were talking about is the fact that it's not, that all the groans and everything that were going on in that ring and people weren't even paying attention to the match. This time, we actually get to pay attention to the match and have a match. So I'm looking forward to that, So personally. My thought is, and I'm going to play the what-if card, and what if uh, Rhea takes a, the belt from Charlotte? I hope she what does. does. I hope she does. Okay. What does this do as far as the judgment day? Does this force the rest of the members to get other titles? Honestly, I don't know. And I think we'll worry about that when we get closer to Mania. I think we'll worry about that because we'll see what the rest of judgment is actually doing when we get closer to Mania. Because obviously we're going to have Dom versus Ray. We don't know what Finn and Priest are going to be doing. So we'll, we'll figure that out as we get closer to Mania itself. Um, but I think that is the Rumble. We're not going to get into the other stuff. If you really want to hear more about all the rest of this, go over to the Torch, go to wrestling.net and hear full reviews. I know Kelly was on the um, audio show for the post-Rumble audio show, which I got to admit, I was laughing at every time Wade threw to Kelly for a stat, which I was openly laughing about that, because that's what I do on this show. So that's why I was laughing about it. <laughs> I felt like such a nerd when he was like, can you think of any other times that two people that were unlikely got together? And I was like, yeah, Christian and Chuck Palumbo in 2002 eliminated three guys. <laughs> Just like embarrassed to know these facts. Oh. <laughs> I cracked up at that on Sunday morning. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the minute I saw your name on the post show, I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> So, all right, well, let's move on. Um, so, for as, we were, as me and Sal were talking about on last week's show, I'm going to be in Jersey literally right after we're done with the show. Before before this show airs, we'll, I'll actually already be in New Jersey. I'll actually be walking around New York City when this show drops on Friday morning. But, um, so, Saturday night, I don't even know if I'm going to be watching NXT Judgment Day Live. I think I'm going to still be with my parents in South Jersey. So, I don't even think I'm going to be back yet for this show. But NXT Judgment Day is happening this Saturday night um, from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, their first, as, as they're trying to word it, it's the first non-Mania Weekend standalone show in three years. There you go. <laughs> For NXT okay. on the road. On the road. It's the first time non-Mania that they're on the wow. road standalone. There you go. <laughs> okay, that clarifies it. Yeah, they, they were trying to explain that on the air during... NXT this week, and I'm like, that's how it is. It's the first non on the first show on the road since before the pandemic, but I believe it was February 2020 was their last show on the road, non WrestleMania weekend, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, so NXT Vengeance Day, we have it, it's an interesting show. I'm not gonna lie, this is a pretty stacked lineup for a show on the road. So let's get through it. We'll start from the bottom from the top. It's the only non-title match on the show. It is a two out of three falls match. It's Apollo Crews versus Kamala Hayes with Trick Williams. Kelly, I'll start with you. Yeah. Um, so right now on NXT Modern, we're covering Vengeance Day, and Tom and I from eight years back are covering NXT Rival. Perhaps the two dumbest NXT takeover names in all of history, and we're covering them both at the same time. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm into this. Um into this as well i think the scenes that both trick and carmelo in are in just keep getting better they keep getting funnier trick is getting sharper he's just one of the greatest sidekicks i've ever seen in wrestling i just love what they're doing together um i thought this was probably over and then Mello was going to be in the royal rumble that almost was a bigger surprise to me than him being in it would have been uh, i was actually a little surprised he wasn't i i don't know what else they're waiting for unless this is going to be a post mania call up and that's fine um since they're going to a third time i'm going to predict that mellow wins this i guess and if he doesn't then he's just gotta go up because uh losing these bigger matches is just not something that he needs to be doing right now he is one of the main guys who will anchor this company for a very long time. 
Hey, Kelly, is this like a quasi-number one contenders match, too? This is like a quasi-match? That's how they were kind of talking about it on the air. You know, when they used to have just one single non-championship match on TakeOver, it seemed like every time it was a quasi-number one contenders match. Well, there you go. Tom? Yeah, that's the. I think this is the most difficult match to predict on the show, and you know it will go to a third fall because it being between two people that's very hard to choose between, they'll want to give them each at least one fall. And the only thing tipping me toward Apollo's side is the fact that it is a de facto number one contenders match, and I'm picking Grayson Waller, the heel, to win in the main event. So uh, Apollo going up against him as his first challenger uh, makes more sense to me. But it's it's a really difficult pick because... So many people on the roster feel like they are prime for a call-up. Hayes is top among them this side of uh, Cameron Grimes, but so many people feel prime for a call-up that you can't call them all up at once. So I don't know if Carmelo Hayes is going to show up after Mania or not. And I also don't know, even though I've liked Apollo in this NXT run more than I've ever liked him on any WWE television at all, including his original NXT run, uh, I have no clue where the company sees his value uh, continuing, whether it be on NXT or, you know, being called back up. Uh, so that's that's difficult for me to predict, but I it'll be an excellent match. I agree with everything Kelly said about Trick Williams. He's really been standing out to me. Uh, he's he's not even really relevant to my bonus point show anymore, but I've still made a point of talking about him because I think he's excellent. And he has a, a YouTube show that he recently premiered that I have a full review on on the new episode on Torch VIP. So there's a little uh there's a little tease for you if anybody wants to check that out. That is in the VIP feed now. But yeah, it'll be a good match, and I. I'm going to say Apollo to win, but it is the most difficult match on the card to predict. Yeah, I was leaning the same thing. I, I was I was leaning toward Carmelo, but then I was more thinking about the main event, and it almost makes more sense for Apollo to win. And we'll get more into the main event when we get there at the end of the show. But, like, I, I w- if it wasn't for the fact that I think Carmelo and Trick should get called up sooner than later. Like, after Mania, it would be perfect. Pop up, even if they pop up on, like, SmackDown, that would be fun. But, like... I think Carmelo and Trick should be on the main roster sooner than later. But at the same time, Mania Weekend, one of your main matches could be Grayson Waller versus Carmelo, and the crowd won't care, and they'll choose um, Carmelo to cheer for. So who knows? But I think I'm going to leave Apollo just for now, but I will not be shocked if Carmelo wins. Sal? Yeah, I was thinking it would probably make more sense for Apollo Crews to win. I also assume that it's going to go three falls. Um... And yeah, I mean, I, I I would love to see Carmelo uh, and Trick be called up to the main roster because they definitely work their asses off, and um, the crowd loves them. And it would be it would be great to see them. You know, I think SmackDown would be a good place for them. They'd be a breath of fresh air, that's for sure. They'd totally be yeah. a breath of fresh air on any roster they end up on. Dad, um, I pick Apollo to win, but I think the last fall is going to be the one where inadvertently trick basically costs carmelo the match and then there's a rift you've been trying to break them up for a year you've been trying to break those two up for a year (laughs) Carmelo gets called up no trick stays no i think if Melo's getting called up trick's gotta go with him they're a duo (laughs) they're a team trick heights them up so damn well they play off each other so damn well they can't break up but, but here's the thing let's have trick prove himself to be a number one contender. I don't know. Let's I, have them have that match against Grayson Waller. I don't know. I think it's better off them together. I think they're a great duo. They deserve, they deserve to be called up together. That's, um, by the way, Sal, just to make a point here real fast, two or three falls matches always go to three falls. Like, bet the seven matches. Seven zero always go to seven. And that was how it is. That's how it works. <laughs> and it comes to wrestling. That's how it works. Um, all right. NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. It is um, Katana Chance and Caden Carter taking on Fallon Hendry and um, Katana, J- Katana James with Brick and Jensen in the corner. There is zero reason to take the belt off Chance and Carter, in my personal opinion. There is they, This whole storyline is telling me why we're bothering to take the belt off of them. And I have a dog growling next to me for some reason. And um, really, she doesn't agree with that my with my pick. But I'm going to stick with um, what I'm saying, Chance and Carter retaining the title. Kelly. 
Uh, the main reason to take the championships off them is because they are having an absolutely completely hollow championship reign. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're getting a little bit of TV time, but they're not doing a whole lot of time with it. But that said, they are going to win this a to further the story between Fallon Henley and, um, and uh, sorry, <laughs> Keanu, Keanu James, James, but B and uh, this is more important. <laughs> <laughs> it is, very obvious that the next champions are going to be Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Oh, true. I didn't even yes. think of that after what happened yes. on Tuesday. Absolutely, Tom. Yes. Yeah, I had the exact same thought with uh, with Fire and Dawn. Uh, I love Katana and Kaden, but I can't disagree with Kelly's assessment of their title run, especially this deep into it. Uh, longest reigning champions in the, the belt's lineage thus far. I think this match mostly exists to further what's going on between Kiana and um, and Fallon, and uh, good for them getting a spot on this show. I think they're both people on the rise to varying degrees. I think there's a lot of potential in Kiana, whom I was criticizing less than a year ago as not having any idea what she was doing in there, and now I think she's next to a finished product. So tons of improvement there, and just the fact that she's shown that dedication uh, means a lot and that she's made something out of what on paper is a rotten gimmick whereas uh, Fallon I think is good and sometimes that's all you have to be I like Fallon Henley I think she's fine at her place in the card I don't think she's going to be a big star but she's good for what she is and I I like that about her dad yeah right now I can't see them taking the belts off because I don't think there's a tag team right now that it would be good to put the belts in. And once again, it, it, I agree with Tommy Kelly about, you know, elbow fire, you know, and, and having this team formed and, and basically taking names and kicking ass. And that would be a great taking to put the belts on. Um, I, I can't be the only one that just heard dad say, there is no one, there is no team that got to take the belts off Katana Chance and Cannon Carter. And then goes and says, Alba Fire and, um, oh, crap. Dial yeah. Dawn would be a perfect team to take the belts off Kaden yeah. <laughs> and Cannon Carter. Like, make up your mind. What is the actual thought here? <laughs> but, but, and, and here's the thing. I look at them in the future as a dominant tag team to put the belts on. <laughs> okay, I'm just clarifying what you said, though. Continue. Yeah. So, I mean, right now, you know, I, I, there is no other women's tag team that I feel that need to put the belts on to, to, to make them relevant. I really um, think Dad hates the fact that I do pay attention to everything he says, that I catch stuff like that. Well, you know, <laughs> um, toxic Attraction, I don't see... Oh, well, yeah, we'll get Toxic Attraction when we get to the main event I, I don't stuff, see yeah. what's happening with them. I think they get lost in the shuffle. We'll get to them. Sal, any thoughts on this? Nope. Fair enough. All right. NXT Tag Team Championships. It is the New Day, who I have, I, I did not realize Booker was going to hate on them so damn much as he does, versus Gallus, versus Pretty Deadly, versus Michael DePlazer, Chase U, Andre Chase, and Drew Cutson for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Um, I, I Honestly, I'm not going to be shocked if Gallus leaves with his belt at the end of the day when this is all said and done. I think um, Chase U is literally here just to get pinned, even though I do love them. So I'm going to go with Gallus to win these belts. Kelly? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm picking Gallus as well. Um, I think... So here's my issue with the order of this show. I feel like the winner of Cruz... Um, uh, Cruz Hayes is essentially a spoiler for the championship match. And the only way out of that is to put the championship match on earlier than the cruise match, but then you need a different main event. And this is the only one that can be that. And that's only because the new day's in it. So I'm just trying to run that uh, in my head. That's just idle thought of another type. They'll Fair probably enough. just keep it simple and um, run Waller and breaker last, but this would be the only other real option for something that feels main event worthy. Uh, yeah. I setting aside my personal lack of need for this many three-way, four-way matches. Uh, they did put together something interesting here. I I'm stunned that you've got this 
intriguing four-way match and then there are two other awesome teams that aren't even in this match like what a great state the tag division is on this brand right now pretty deadly could walk up and be impactful today um chase you could walk up and they could do their act and they'll be where they are and um but i I, and i don't know that they're going any higher than this uh but chase there's a there's a lot of there's some money to be made and a long career to be had going up there and being santino um which is which is what he would be so i don't know that they're here to get pinned or not i feel like i feel like New Day are the kind of guys who would, if they're going to go down there, they're they're going to want to put over that team in every way possible. So I wouldn't be overly shocked if they lose that here. But that might be something that they would argue more in favor of than even those in um, in in control of the booking would be uh, in favor of. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think Gallus need the championships more than anybody. I think they're the farthest away from being on the main roster of anybody. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that this should be a lot of fun, even though Bruce is going to hate having to be the one to recap this particular match. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be hell on his fingers, but, uh, but yeah, I'll take Gallus boys here. Fair enough. And Gallus, by the way, with my, 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 my favorite theme music in NXT right now. I love the theme music so much. It's a banger by far. <laughs> love it. I might save it for like one of my Mania intros for this season. I love that song so much. Tom? Also picking Gallus. I actually think that Chase U would have a, a chance at a feel-good win and a brief, very brief title reign if they weren't only in this to further the storyline with uh, with Duke Hudson and, and where he where his loyalty lies. Uh, so I, I expect a little bit of furthering there, but uh, but if that were not the case, I think they would actually have a chance. And because of that, I'm not surprised to see them as the uh, the the final qualifiers for the match. But I I do expect Gallus to win because uh, I don't I don't think New Day is going to stick around in NXT for too much longer. And uh, uh, yeah, pretty deadly. It, I just don't think they're going back to them. Uh, although I also predict the same level of uh, of translation, main roster translation as as you guys are. So, uh, yeah, you know, Creed's, Creed's an Indus share. My goodness. Like, they're basically, both each of those teams separately is basically must-see TV right now, and they're feuding. So, I definitely, definitely into that. By the way, Andre Chase, apparently, he posted up on his Instagram page that he used to live 10 minutes away from the building. So, he, he's going huh. with the, might, might have the home, home field advantage mentality for this match. So, just throwing it out there. He put it up on Instagram. I remember reading that last night right after the show. So, that. You know, my my fan favorite pick would be Chase U to to win it, but I know that they're not gonna put the belts on them. But I would love them to basically be that close, and then consider them down the road for for other things. But yeah, Gallus it, it, Gallus is gonna come on top, and. God, you know, are they going to feud with Pretty Deadly? I don't know. Are they going to feud with Schism? I, I don't know. You know, the the possibilities on who they are feud with are endless. It's true. It's actually, a matter of fact, this, this might be one of the best tag teams we've had in a long time in NXT, which I'm loving. In fact, there are so many teams, like Kelly said. It's really, really nice for a change of pace. Sally, is agreeing with us or are you going different? Um, I was thinking differently. I was thinking New Day was going to retain... Because I feel like if they lose, then there would really be nothing for them to do for Mania weekend. So at least have stand to the title told Mania weekend. Yeah, for standing deliver. Drop it then. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, leading towards South pick though, New Day would be the kind of team that would want to lose in a on a two on two match. So maybe they would lose to Gallus at WrestleMania weekend too. So that's also a possibility. So, all right, North American Championship: Wesley versus Dijak. Um, not gonna lie. Under normal pain, I would say Dijak wins the belt. I think they're going to keep this belt on Wesley until Mania Weekend. That's what I'm saying. So Wesley retains until Mania Weekend, then he loses it on Mania Weekend. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Tom, you go first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wesley wins. Fair enough. Kelly? Yeah, I've got Wes also. Um, I, I think that Dijak is not long for this division before he uh, makes some noise in the championship division or uh or this could be a very very short stop in here uh for him in 
on the brand. Um, weird stuff with Wesley just playing the heels against each other and basically and trying to get out of the way, but I don't know. I guess it's fine, and Wes is supposed to be kind of a shit disturber, so he's doing that. Uh, but yeah, I think Lee is winning this match. Wesley made us watch a Vod Wagner Didact match, so that's a thing. <laughs> um, Dad, real fast, who's winning? Wesley. Sal? Yep, okay, thing. cool. Uh, Roxanne Perez defending against Toxic Attraction, apparently. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane in a triple threat match for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. I don't see them taking the belt off Roxanne. Tom? No, this is uh, designed for Toxic Attraction's uh, issue. The, the truth in what they were saying was a facade to bubble up and maybe not explode, but at least allow Roxanne the opening to stack them and be extremely dominant in her first major defense. Kelly. Yeah, agreed. Um, besides the obvious stuff they're doing with TA, it's also a good way to extend Roxy's reign without, um, without jobbing out somebody in a singles uh, situation. So a big win for her, but not a huge loss for toxic attraction. So it's kind of the best of both worlds from a booking standpoint. Very true. Dad, real quick, who's winning? Roxanne Perez. I, I, I think Good. I think that's the best that's the best bet. Fair enough, Sal. Yeah, I agree. I think Roxanne's probably gonna retain. Fair enough. And finally our main event is a steel cage match for the NXT championship. It is Braun Breaker taking on Grayson Waller. I we already know where Tom's standing. I know where I'm standing. It is Grayson Waller winning the NXT championship. The only reason you do not put the belt on him is because you're setting up a you're setting up a rematch at WrestleMania weekend. But I do not see that coming. So Braun Breaker will lose the title finally to Grayson Waller, and then the um, PHW2 Talking NXT crew will actually remember who the NXT champion is. Um, Tom, confirm as it your pick is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The the challenger is right. It has been right for a long time. Waller has felt next up for almost a year now. And the the challenger is right. The time is right. The the place is right. It's all right right now. Put it on Waller. The dude. Someone will have to like slip on a banana peel and fall in a giant pile of crap for oh. for Waller's you know career to not work out. This dude is a massive star. Uh, you know, in in a couple years time, everybody's gonna know his name. Very true, Kelly. In the days of Vince Russo, a scene where somebody slips on a banana peel and falls into a big pile of crap would absolutely have been something that he shot and put on the TV show. Um, yeah, this is this is exactly the right kind of character who should beat Braun Breaker. He, if you have him get beat by another monster, then he's just the lesser monster. If you have him get beat by just a piece of shit like Waller, who just does, who cheats his way, who does everything he can, hook and crook. Uh, that is the way to take the belt off of somebody like Braun. Um, I'm not going to say Braun is like superstar main roster ready, but I will say he's plateaued. Uh, we haven't seen any growth or change or any specific improvement. Like he, he isn't backsliding or anything, but he is, I think, who he's going to be. Because and, he went um, fishing before his last title feud. He sure did. He, he did some fishing. Um, he, he's a guy just like us, guys. Uh, he just happens to be a, a massive meathead who yells all his thoughts. Um, but in every other way, he's just like us. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, very much looking forward to a Waller title reign, which would be infinitely more interesting just by definition than uh than a braun breaker title reign not gonna lie i'm waiting for the first grace waller effect after winning the title i'm looking forward to that immediately on tuesday next tuesday and and he'll be his own guest like, <laughs> no 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 the belt will be the guest the belt he'll will be the guest. Up a guest and he'll hold it out and he'll take it in the other hand and be like who else see i'm thinking the championship belt will be the guest <laughs> i'd take that too <laughs> that guy. I was leaning against for Braun Breaker, but I, I flipped and say Grayson Waller. Um, and then if you have to put some polish on Braun before you send him up to the main roster, that, that that's probably it. But here's the thing is with Braun, now you're getting, if you send him up to the main roster, a, like, a predictable Steiner. You know, or comes in, 
smash, smash, mash. I'm done. Okay. Next match. Smash, mash, mash. I'm first done. feud so, against the Miz. Uh, first feud against the Miz. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, you know, put some polish on him before you send him up to the main roster. All right. I would like nothing more for Chris Waller to get this and then have a program with Tyler Bate. Sal, last, last, last person. Go for it. Um, yeah, it, it's time. It's time to have a change of champion. Grayson Waller is going to win. Braun Breaker is going to take a little bit of time off and then probably show up at the Raw After Mania. Fair enough. All right, we're going to end this right here. We're going to hit Rhea Ripley's theme music. We're going to go a little out of order because I know Tom's got to go. So, Tom, get your plugs and go. Uh, bonus point on VIP, Speedway video on YouTube, Central Florida Asphalt Stock Car Racing. I know that sounds real specific and probably not too much of a crossover audience, but I can assure you that I do a damn good job covering it. So Speedway video on YouTube, it's free. Fair enough. Hey. Fair enough. Oh, Kelly, get your plugs in too while you're at it. Go for it. All right, Tom and I, that's, uh, that's two podcasts down. Only four more today that he and I have to do together. Um, yeah, we, you can find me on uh, social media at Spooky Milk or at SpookyMilk.Games. Um, really, really feeling the product right now. Really loving wrestling at a time where a few months ago, I just didn't know if I was going to keep soldiering on for the rest of my life. But they done drew me back in. Makes sense, Sal. Go for it. Hey, right. as always, it's been your pleasure. It's been going and... backwards. Good, Dad. Go. Yeah, good. It's been going backwards. Go. It's going backwards. Okay. Go for it. Yeah, say okay. your thing. Go. So... Hey, if you have a local independent wrestling organization where you live in, please patronize these people because these are the young men and women coming up in the world of pro wrestling, sports entertainment, that want to show off the talents they have and basically entertain you to the point where they'll get hopefully noticed by a major organization and move up in the world. So let's give them all the love that we can. And as always, hey, let's just be kind to each other. That's not hard to do. Sal, now go ahead, read your part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For more information on our show, including where you can find us on social media or watch the show on YouTube, go to our website, theblakeandsalshow.com. And please, pretty please, pretty pretty please, don't forget to comment or leave a rating and review at the Arenado Show. Sure. Next week, as I said earlier, we will be in New Jersey, and me and Sal are going to be recording a show together in our in the hotel suites. I'm saying, and with some guests, we have a bunch of people lined up to come on. It's going to be a lot of fun. And ironically, we'll be that show we recorded before this show even drops. That's just how our this week's going to be planned out. But whatever. So, um, join us next week for that. So that being said, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Tom. As always, this is a nice surprise to have both of you here today. This is awesome. Um, for those wondering, we did not know they were both going to be coming on until literally a couple of hours ago. So this is awesome. <laughs> um. That being said, I'm Blake. I'm Sam. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to The Blake and Sal Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, we love you guys. Be safe out there. See ya. Thank you so very much. Goodbye. And good night. Recording stop. All right, we're out. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. This is awesome. Later. Until I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. We'll set up tomorrow. Take care.